next on Inside Indiana Business. Momentum building in Indiana's capital city. Big projects on the horizon. A new high-rise hotel, new life for the old city hall, a multi-billion dollar hospital expansion, and much more growth. We look at the next chapter for downtown Indianapolis. Community Health Network taking a giant leap forward in caring for cancer patients. Details on new treatments in the works designed to save lives. And we head to one of Indiana's sweet spots, Hagerstown, home of an iconic candy that's still going strong after more than 130 years in business. For 25 years, we have been Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick on location this week in downtown Indianapolis along Georgia Street, which continues to be a very busy place. The Big Ten Football Championship just hosted at nearby Lucas Oil Stadium. And now the Performance Racing Industry Show, PRI, one of the five largest shows each year in Indianapolis when it comes to conventions. You know, as 2023 winds to a close, thoughts turn to what's next for the Indianapolis region and downtown Indianapolis. This week, Inside Indiana Business, IBJ Media, and the Indiana Economic Development Corporation held the seventh and final Engage Indiana event for 2023 before a packed house of nearly 700 people at the JW Marriott in downtown Indy. Business and community leaders quick to talk about what they say are the region's hot button issues. Top challenge here is still workers, you know. It, it may be lessening around the country, but it's still significant here. Talent continues to be one of the top challenges. That's not only finding people, retaining people, and just ensuring as we look ahead, as growth continues, um, we have the right talent in place. Everybody's looking for uh, net migration into the community, and so that is why we are out promoting the state of Indiana all the time and central Indiana to talk about what a great place it is to live, work, raise a family. But an overarching issue, what's next for downtown Indianapolis? The heart of the region continues to recover from the devastating impact of the pandemic and social unrest in 2020. But there are indications that traffic in downtown Indianapolis is nearing a return to pre-pandemic levels. In some cases, it's already there. And some suggest a pipeline of projects is about to fuel a resurgence like never before. Case in point, work has begun at the former Diamond Chain site near Lucas Oil Stadium on the $1 billion Eleven Park, an ambitious riverfront multi-use development anchored by a 20,000-seat stadium for the Indy 11 professional soccer team. Just across the White River, connected by a bridge, will be the $100 million Elanco corporate campus on a portion of the former GM stamping plant site. There will be another major expansion of the Indiana Convention Center, connected by Skywalk to a 40-story, 800-room Signia by Hilton Hotel, downtown's second headquarters hotel, along with restaurants and retail. A few blocks east on Georgia Street, the $400 million makeover of Gainbridge Fieldhouse is part of a transformation underway on the near east side of downtown. And the $140 million redevelopment of the old City Hall is to include a 32-story mixed-use tower with a 21C boutique hotel, an art museum, as well as apartments, condos, and retail space. 
And that's a partial list. And joining me now with more on the potential impact of a resurgence in downtown Indianapolis, pleased as always to be joined by Chris Galp, Executive Vice President at Visit Indy. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Gary. Well, let me ask you, because you know, I just enumerated a number of projects, a yeah. huge pipeline uh, that is, uh, is building here in downtown Indianapolis. Folks have been concerned about the future of sure. downtown coming out of the pandemic and the social unrest, the challenges. Sure. What do you say to those folks who, who have those questions still? Well, you look to the city skyline and you see lots of cranes, lots of dust and debris uh, in the central business district. And that's a good sign that there's confidence in our market, confidence in our city. And projects, as you just mentioned, are moving forward in a meaningful way. And they have been since the pandemic. Uh, we know visitation is back. We know those who live in our downtown in terms of residences back. Really, it's, the, it's that daily commuter who are, who are thinking about working downtown and where they live and how that virtual office has, has changed. But we have great confidence in the tourism-related projects that are coming online, almost $2 billion, with Gainbridge already up and running in time for the NBA All-Star Game. You talk about the NBA All-Star Game in terms of the spotlight shining on yep. Indianapolis again. In 2024, NBA All-Star Weekend, you've got the U.S. Swimming Trials, uh, among others. So the spotlight will be shining on Indy. If you're in the business of tourism, Indy is going to be epic. We have so much to market, so many reasons to bring people to our city. You just mentioned NBA All-Star Game. Clearly, the C-suite will be here, USA Swimming. You win in Indy, you get to go to the Olympics. Never mind Taylor Swift concert, never mind the eclipse, the total eclipse, which we estimate 100,000 visitors will descend on Indianapolis for that. Uh, first and second rounds of March Madness and a very, very, very busy, robust convention calendar. As you look at those projects from the Lanco to the Indy 11 uh, uh, Stadium and, and Village, if you will, uh, the new hotel space yep. coming online. How significant is your, what's the potential impact there? Well, we'll, t we'll definitely grow tourism jobs. We know that. That's borne out in the research. Uh, what's of interest to us is the physical location of these projects. Never mind being connected into our convention center. We also look at along the White River, Elenco, White River State Park expanding, Indy 11's park, all along the White River with citizens cleaning up the waterway with the Big Dig project. That'll be a navigable, very uh, recreationally safe uh, place to swim and, and be along the river. And so all those projects along the river is very appealing to us from a tourism perspective. You talk about the river. As you look at the future of downtown Indianapolis, a lot of people think the river can be, will be a big part of that. I don't know you and others were uh, part of a delegation going internationally, right? Study mission to Singapore. And you might say, why around the world? Because we are deserving of a, of a first class activation and development along our White River. We are so fortunate to have it cutting through the center of our city. It's 58 miles, and a density of economic development projects along its banks mean we have to get it right as a multi-generational uh, project for Indianapolis. What is the potential there? How exciting, uh, excited are you and others about the river? Well, in going over to Singapore, it's economic development, it's talent attraction and recruitment, it's tourism, and it's quality of life. It's this idea that we can be more bold along the banks of the White River as it gets cleaned up to drive all those, and with Elenco there, GM Stamping, White River State Park expanding, oh by the way, a new soccer stadium. People will be in and around the White River, and so we have to get it done right, and we have to be more bold in our vision process, and that's why we went to Singapore, because it's best in class for activating a waterfront. Chris Cole, Executive Vice President, Visit Indy, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Gary. All right. Well, Indianapolis certainly known for hosting big conventions, but in 2024, it's also going to be a popular place for concerts. 
News this week that Grammy Award winner Pink will return to Indy next year for a Lucas Oil Stadium show that will be opened by Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Sheryl Crow. The latest addition to a Lucas Oil concert card that includes three shows by Taylor Swift. We're having seven concerts in 2024 in Lucas Oil Stadium. And over the 15-year life of Lucas Oil Stadium, we've had seven or ten thus far. So really looking forward to putting this extra effort into bringing these shows to Indianapolis. In 2024, we're one of three American cities that has Taylor Swift coming. Having Pink come to Indianapolis just a year after she played Gainbridge Fieldhouse to a sold-out crowd is really a compliment to how citizens and visitors to Indianapolis uh, appreciate her music. Pink will be in town October 12th, followed by Taylor Swift's three shows in early November. Well, big news in northern Indiana this week out of the University of Notre Dame as the university named its 18th president. Reverend Robert Dowd currently serves as vice president and associate provost for interdisciplinary initiatives at Notre Dame. He's also an associate professor of political science and a 1987 graduate of the university. I am deeply honored and humbled by the board's decision. I'm also deeply humbled to be following in the footsteps of Father John and to continue the legacy of all the presidents who have come before him. As Father John likes to say, Notre Dame's best years lie ahead. That's true because of the selfless dedication of leaders like Father John, who have built on the foundations laid by their predecessors, guided by the past, but with their eyes on the future. I look forward to continuing that tradition, one of selfless dedication to Our Lady's University and its mission of education, research, and service as a great Catholic university. Father Bob succeeds the Reverend John Jenkins, who has served as president at Notre Dame for the past 19 years and is retiring at the end of the current school year. Inside Indiana Business, Northern Indiana reporter Carly Lanick has been covering the university for several years. She's standing by now in South Bend. And Carly, as you look at the, uh, the process for selecting a president at Notre Dame, uh, a bit different maybe than other schools. Notre Dame, uh, as a Catholic university, it's a little bit different than you might imagine with a national search firm coming in or casting a really wide net for candidates. Um, at Notre Dame, it's actually written into the university bylaws that the president be a member of the congregation of the Holy Cross, which basically means trustees are looking for a priest who's got that familiarity with the Notre Dame community. Carly, what's what's the early reaction uh, to this selection? It really, it is still early, but we're hearing a lot of excitement around um, the fact that Reverend Dowd comes from Michigan City. That's about an hour away from us. Uh, he's a graduate of Marquette Catholic High School. So folks are really excited to see that connection to Northern Indiana here. All right, Carly, great perspective from South Bend. Thanks for joining us. Well, coming up, a new lifeline for those battling cancer. More on new innovative treatments now available at Community MD Anderson Cancer Center. Hey, Gary. On behalf of staff, board of directors, and members of the Indiana Chamber of Commerce, I want to congratulate you on the 25th anniversary of Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. As one of your founding content partners, we are especially proud and pleased for you and your team for this tremendous accomplishment. Inside Indiana Business and the Indiana Chamber of Commerce have enjoyed a great partnership over these 25 years. We deeply appreciate the time you've given us to serve as Master of Ceremonies at many of our events and programs, and you always do a great job. Again, congratulations on your 25th anniversary and thank you for allowing the Chamber 
to be a key content partner throughout this great ride. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street Bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank. All rights reserved. Well, welcome back to Inside Indiana Business this week at the Indiana Convention Center for the start of the Performance Racing Industry Show, one of the city's largest conventions of the year. Community Health Network says it is taking a giant step forward in cancer care, thanks to a partnership that was launched last year with MD Anderson. Our Kylie Valletta is standing by at Community Hospital North with details. Kylie. Thanks, Gary. Community Health is rolling out two new cancer treatments, but before they're available here, they'll first be rolled out in Kokomo at Community Howard Regional Health. The two new treatment options are cellular therapy and stem cell transplant, which could be life-saving for patients with cancers of the blood, such as leukemia, lymphoma, and myeloma. About 18 months ago, Community forged a partnership with MD Anderson, and Community's Senior Vice President of Oncology Services, Richard Finnell, says this is the largest, most significant advance for cancer patients since starting that relationship. Two other health systems in central Indiana already have transplant centers, so Community would refer out 80 to 100 patients each year. Now those patients can stay in-house. The treatments are expected to begin in Indy in 2026. They'll be launched first in Kokomo next year. A patient undergoing a stem cell transplant has to stay in the hospital for 28 days, and Fennell says Kokomo can be ready faster. Their inpatient facilities are fantastic, and we're going to be renovating a room right next to their ICU um, that'll allow us to provide uh, transplant services. Um, and in addition to this, it's, it's our northernmost facility, so we feel that we can provide um, care to patients in northern Indiana so they don't have to either drive to downtown Indianapolis or to Chicago or another facility out of state. Fennell says these treatments are very much team efforts, so they will be hiring first in Kokomo and then also hiring here at Community Hospital North when the treatments expand to this location. Gary, back to you. Well, just in time for the holidays, we go behind the scenes to learn more about an iconic Indiana sweet spot. We want people to know when they get a chocolate, a piece of chocolate with an A on it, that it's from Abbott's Candies. See why caramel and chocolate have been a winning recipe for more than 130 years at Abbott's Candies in Wayne County. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. And welcome back to Inside Indiana Business from the Indiana Convention Center. For more than 130 years, Abbott's Candies in Hagerstown has been crafting caramels and chocolates, satisfying sweet tooths of all ages. Our Mary Rachel Redmond is standing by now with more on the Abbott story in Wayne County. Mary Rachel. 
Well, Gary, since 1890, this Hagerstown Candy Company started what many call the Avid Habit, or perhaps more accurately, its caramels caused the Avid Habit. And over 130 years later, folks still can't get enough of the melt-in-your-mouth treat made right here in Indiana's oldest running sweet shop. Candy man. Uh, we started here in Hagerstown in 1890. W.C. Abbott started it. We are the oldest candy company in the state of Indiana. And Mr. Abbott was quite the candy pioneer. It's his original caramel recipe, still made today exactly the same way he made it more than 100 years ago. That's remained the hallmark of the historic Hagerstown brand. Caramels kind of just took off and that's what we've been known for ever since. Our caramels have been sent to aircraft carriers in the middle of the ocean. We have sent to Switzerland, Japan, uh, Australia. So we're very well distributed through the whole United States and also uh, through the world. And Abbott's has a lot more than just caramel. Our chocolates, um, we do 49 different varieties of chocolates here in house, um, all hand rolled. We still do everything by hand. Noel says as Abbott's Candies continues to grow, Indiana, specifically Hagerstown, will always be its home. And I go back to it's where it started. I mean, it's historical. My brother and I have talked about growing. That's what we want to do is grow the business but stay where we're centrally located because people know where we are. People know who we are. Plus, you know, people, people come here to Hagerstown to see us because they got a box of caramels from their grandmother when they were growing up and they want to come see where it's made and our roots are deep here in Hagerstown and in, in, in Indiana. So what's the secret ingredient to Abbott's Candies sweet success? We treat everybody like family um, from our employees to our customers and I think the other thing is that we haven't changed anything when it comes to recipe wise. It's a good product people know what they're going to get they know what to expect when they're going to get it and I think that's what keeps us successful. And from this Hoosier sweet maker in Hagerstown to a number of other Hoosier communities making headlines around the state. We begin up north where the historic building that once housed the South Bend Tribune, now a part of Notre Dame's portfolio. The university buying the building with plans to invest an undisclosed amount of money to renovate it into a science and engineering space. Farmers slightly more bullish on the bottom line heading into next year. Purdue's latest ag barometer report rising 21% over this time last year. But farmers say higher costs, rising interest rates, and lower crop prices still a big concern. There are more jobs available in the trades than really any other industry in the United States right now. And it's, I think, full of purpose full of great pay and, and full of opportunity. Ascend Indiana hoping nearly $2.5 million in grants will help give students a boost to explore a career in skilled trades. Ascend is the Central Indiana Corporate Partnership Talent and Workforce Initiative. Eli Lilly getting competition from Roche Diagnostics in the growing market for obesity drugs. The IBJ reporting Roche is buying California-based biotech Karmat Therapeutics for a whopping $2.7 billion. Oh, the Milan Miracle, a classic moment in Hoosier sports. And now the trophy awarded to the 1954 Milan State High School Championship team has a new home, sitting front and center at a new space inside Milan High School. That does it for me here in Hagerstown. Gary, back to you. All right, Mary Rachel, thank you.
Well, Indiana's oldest city and the home to Indiana's oldest college in the spotlight this week on the Business and Beyond podcast. Vincennes, nestled along the Wabash River in southwest Indiana, is home to Vincennes University, a two-year school that continues to make a big mark on the Indiana workforce and economy. Because we're so connected to the uh, manufacturing sector, so connected to the logistic, logistics sector, the aviation sector. Uh, we do a lot of work in the diesel technology sector with Cummins and John Deere. So I think we're really doing a lot of the things. And we're focusing on the segment of the workforce that is so critical, that skilled uh, laborer, that person who has the ability to make things work and keep them working. Much more with Vincent University President Chuck Johnson on the next Business and Beyond podcast. You can check it out beginning Monday at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Former Indiana Governor and Purdue President Mitch Daniels in the spotlight. We'll tell you why and take a look back at our Engage Indiana series. And what's next for one of the fastest growing communities in central Indiana? Whitestown in Boone County. New leadership taking the reins next year. More on Whitestown's strategy for growth and development in this week's IBJ. Well, a highlight of this week's Engage Central Indiana event was the presentation of the annual Michael A. Carroll Award to former governor and Purdue University president, Mitch Daniels. Indiana's 49th governor is the 30th recipient of the Michael A. Carroll Award for his years of service in business, government, and academia. The Carroll Award given annually to a person who has demonstrated the former deputy mayor's qualities of determination, humility, and service. Michael Carroll was among six people killed when two small planes collided over southern Marion County in 1992. Occasionally, the, one can associate the uh, recognition with uh, some specific action or a piece of progress, and those are great. This one's especially beyond that because of the uh, uh, city we are and the person Mike Carroll was. Well, as we wrap up this week's show, we take a look back at our Engage Indiana series in 2023. We made seven stops this year, seven regions from the banks of the Ohio River in Evansville to the shores of Lake Michigan in Northwest Indiana. South Bend, Fort Wayne, Lafayette, West Lafayette, Terre Haute, and Indy, all part of our 2023 tour. And next year, we're adding Muncie and Jeffersonville. Nine stops, nine regions, hitting every corner of the state. And we look forward to seeing you as we engage Indiana. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.